0: Welcome to the Empower & Flow podcast. I am Francesca and I created this podcast for success-driven women who want to become truly empowered, tap into their feminine energy and get in flow so they can accelerate their growth. Get ready to get inspired and learn how to let go of the hassle of control, overwhelm and perfectionism so that you can embrace your natural feminine flow, reach your true potential and achieve your goals with more ease and fulfillment. Welcome to a new episode of the Empower & Flow podcast. I am back to the Netherlands, so I am speaking to you and recording this as I'm in my office, my little home office here in Leiden in the Netherlands. And um, yeah, I wish (laughs) if you could see my face right now, you would see that I'm a little bit sunburned (laughs) because I'm not used to the sun. My skin isn't used to the sun. And yesterday we went to see the beautiful tulips um, and I just stayed Essentially, hours and hours in a row in the sun, um, just cycling, and um, yeah, that happened. So, anyway, just for a little behind the scenes, I have so many things I want to share with you. There are so many things that are happening behind the scenes here at the um, Finder Flow headquarters, uh, and I can't wait to share. But I need a little bit of time to process, I need a little bit of time um, to get like all the pieces together and really find the best clarity that I can before actually sharing with you. What I can already tell you is that I am opening again spots for the Flow Collective, which is my group coaching program. So if you've been maybe thinking about doing this kind of inner work where you get to connect more with your feminine, your emotions, and you get to really find what real flow and balance Feel to you, and you get to really release perfectionism, overwhelm, control, and f- and, and burnout, then send me an email. Send me an email. You will find the address in the show notes. And I will add you, I will reach out personally to you. We can chat about um, how it works exactly and when we start and all the details. But if you're interested, if you feel like this would be something for you, maybe you've been listening to this podcast for a long time or maybe, I don't know. (laughs) Um, Who knows? But um, yeah, just reach out to me and we can talk about it. We can talk about what's going to happen. Just send me an email over there. Now let's go into this episode because I have a beautiful interview for you today and it's all about intuition and it's with Cassandra who is a total expert about intuition. I um, connected with her because she is in the same business mastermind that I am in so this is how we met and then I um, just followed along one of her training series on inside her Facebook community. And I was like, wow, like she knows so much about it. This is so interesting. And I have been on my own journey of really tuning into my intuition, really refining this skill and listening to my intuition, letting my intuition be louder than, you know, my ego, my fears and all all the things, right, and all the voices from the external world as well. So I've been really practicing being more and more in tune with my intuition. And I see more and more of my clients who are interested in connecting deeper with their intuition. And more and more women in my community as well, they talk about intuition sometimes. Um, they reach out about intuition. So I thought, why not record an episode with an expert about this topic so cassandra is a total expert we have and we also found out we have so much in common so you will love her about cassandra she began her journey into integrative health in 2011 at the age of 23 and at the time she started taking a conscious based health approach and over time she became super experienced and she's now a certified body talk practitioner, she's a Reiki master, she does intuitive readings and she does intuitive guidance as well, so many things and her mission is to help empower others to rediscover their health, to let go of emotional holds and to understand what their body is. Is saying. As we always say in this podcast, I'm, I mean, you've heard me say this before, but our body really does send messages to us. So, um, what Cassandra does is essentially she helps people understand what their body is saying and help bring awareness to their body in general. So, I'm going to leave you to our interview together and I hope you enjoy. Hi, Cassandra, how are you? Welcome to the Empower and Flow podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Francesca, for having me here.
0: such a pleasure to have you here. So excited for our conversation about intuition. And um, yeah, first things first, I would love to, um, I would love for you to share a little bit more about you and your journey how you got to where you are and how you got to do what you do today.
1: Yeah, awesome. Thank you. So I started really honing in more on my intuition when I was in my early 20s. So right now I am more of like an intuitive, spiritual mentor. So I help individuals to heal through their body, mind and spirit while also working with their intuition on deeper levels, because I feel as if they're all combined. It's not like, oh, once you get here, you can be intuitive. To me, they're both combined. So for me in my early 20s was when I really started to develop it more. I was dealing with a lot of health struggles at that time. And that's when I started getting more into the integrative health side of things. So that's when I started diving deep into my intuition, trusting it on where to lead me, especially when it came to doctors and advocating for myself. Plus, I've been through like a whole bunch of (laughs) traumatic experiences, and I don't say that lightly, but my intuition has been what's helped keep me safe in so many situations or get out of dangerous situations, too. So for me, this was something that was like a natural development over time is to really start focusing on what it is that is extremely important to us, but is also a normal biological function.
0: Yeah, I love that so much. I think it is a normal physiological function, but then most times we don't realize it. Um, Yeah. Would you like to share a little bit of the traumatic experience? I know I love details. So if you're open to it, I would love to know about it so that people can, um, women can relate maybe because I have, I have a feeling that they're going to be able to really relate.
1: So one of the biggest traumatic experiences was ongoing for 12 years. It started when I was 14. So this would be at a time where I didn't think I was all that intuitive. But the first time I saw this person, um, my alarm bells was essentially going off. So I had someone who stalked me for over 12 years, who tried to kidnap me on more than one occasion, who tried to break into my house, my car, who was threatening to kill me every other day for 12 years. And even the police officers told me until I wound up dead in the ditch, there was nothing that they could do for me. So no matter how many times I went to the police, they just basically put their hands up and said, there's nothing we can do. So it was a terrifying time, being 14, all the way up to being 26, going through the justice system. And that's when I really started following my intuition, which places I should avoid even. And I know that might be more of like a survival mode that might get kicked on for some people. But for me, it's like I could feel at times when he was in town. So he didn't live where I lived. Weirdly enough, he lived basically a whole ferry ride away. So over two hours away. It's insane. Yeah. So he wasn't always here, but he would always just show up randomly. And there'd be a period of time where he might not show up for six months. But then other times where it'd be like almost a daily consistent thing for almost a year. So it was one of those times where it was quite terrifying. And I didn't know what to do because I was 14. No one was listening to me. And this guy, he tried to kidnap me on a couple occasions. And even then, the police still did close to nothing. Mm-hmm. It took me probably about seven years to get one of the female police officers involved to actually listen to me. My intuition told me to start documenting everything. Mm-hmm. Because at that time, everyone's just like, no, nothing you can do. So at the age of like 14, 15, I started documenting everything. I had like a binder full of all the occurrence occurrences that have happened so in my mind I knew document then yeah. the second piece I was like keep fighting for your right for safety no one else is fighting for it, so you're going to have to unfortunately so I made my presence very well known in that police department and I didn't care what they thought at that point because I knew I had a right to safety and this is their job to help uphold the safety of others mm-hmm. they made that oath that's what they're here for So I kept just shoving it in their face, like this is still happening until one of the retired police officers got sick of seeing me and was actually upset though that I wasn't being helped. He was really kind. He was the one that helped me every single time I went in. So he's the one that set the ball in motion to get other people involved. And from there, I got three criminal convictions. I had to do a victim impact statement. Everything went to court. So there was actually things they could do they just didn't want the paperwork in my mind. That's mm-hmm. what I think that was, but it took quite a while. But as long as you kind of stay that course and know what it is that you're supposed to be doing in a way, like following that sense of what now, mm-hmm. that it can become, you know, quite clear in a way, like, I didn't know what the end outcome would be, but I knew I just had to keep going, keep doing this at that time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. I had like, I I had a little um, stalker story as well, but it's nothing compared to that. Like for me, it was just a a boyfriend from around the same age. It was probably like a little boyfriend, nothing like too crazy. Like I was probably around 14, but never went that far. And I remember though, I was terrified. (laughs) because It showed up um, at school to pick me up where I like totally randomly and I was so scared and then it's it's right like I think intuition is definitely related to that because um it tells you like danger or like you can trust or like it tells you like you can trust yeah. or run <laughs> um so I'm so That's glad cool. I'm so glad that it went well um in the end but for sure it was traumatic oh my goodness and yeah I yeah. <laughs> so that is is that how you became like more and more connected to your intuition or at least part of it how did you end up really connecting with your intuition and especially learning how to um really know that it was your intuition versus you know something that someone else an idea that someone else planted in your mind or something you heard on TV, you know, because sometimes that is the thing, I'm always afraid that what I believe is intuition is actually conditioning from something else or someone else. Um, Yeah,
1: so how, how did that happen? So at that time, I don't think I understood the difference between intuition and conditioning and the emotional component to it, or Mm -hmm. the filtering. So, I call it filtering. Anytime that something comes through, we think is intuition, but is really just like a fear or another emotion, I call that filtering. So, Mm. at the time, I had no idea what was the difference. I just kept making these steps. But as I got older, what I started to understand was typically the first voice in your mind in a situation is typically your intuition. Mm. So, the second voice is usually your emotional charge whatever filtering it is that you do have. So we all filter our intuition. That does not mean we can't hear it though. We just have to know the difference. First voice, intuition. Second is your emotional charge, whatever that filtering or conditioning is. And then the third voice is usually whatever conditioning that's there trying to keep you safe in your comfort zone, Mm -hmm. which is typically the ego. And not all ego is bad, but in this case it wants to keep you safe so it's going to tell you to not do the first thing
0: oh this is so good because actually it's something like sometimes um i know it's like a little voice i know it's like a little tiny voice but then you know it's like i think i heard it somewhere i don't i can't remember where uh, but it's like you want to go up to someone and talk to them because maybe i don't know you feel like you want to like it's your intuition tells you to do that. But then the second voice comes in and they, and it says, oh, but no, like, um, what if they, um, what if they, I don't know, they don't want to to talk to you. And then it's like, you know, you're scared and you don't do that anymore. Even though your intuition told you, yeah, go to that person, talk to them. I can't remember where I heard that, but yeah, does it, is it essentially like, is it a good example?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And just to relate it to like my crazy stalker story is that there could have been a time where I thought, and I'm pretty sure I did at some point thinking going to the police department is going to be a waste of time. Even though there's that voice in me saying every time there's an incident go, Mm -hmm. the emotional charge would have been the fear saying, well, they're not going to believe me. They're going to blame me or something like that. And it's going to go nowhere. And third voice would have been, okay, so I'm going to stay home and just deal with it myself somehow.
0: Mm, yeah I really love the one two three because I think that is also how we can train ourselves to listen to our intuition more and then you know making the distinction between intuition emotional charge and the ego or like stay safe don't move you know and then what we end up doing sometimes so I love that so so much yeah it's it's great and why let's go into you know actually the benefits of tuning into Mm -hmm. our intuition because if we go to through the effort of you know learning how to tune into our intuition more and to make the distinction between all the different voices then you know why why should we do this I mean I know why but I would like for you to just share
1: with everyone (laughs) so for me the biggest reason the biggest benefit is being able to Connect with what you actually want in your life to actually create the life that you're desiring, essentially, not running from a life that you no longer resonate with. So, you'll be able to figure out the things that are actually in alignment with you and things that may seem to not make sense at the time, but actually end up bringing so many different opportunities to you. So, in the aspect of career, it can help propel you into the area that you're supposed to be in or the area that would feel the best for you because I know for me I worked in corporate for almost 10 years before quitting everything and jumping into this full-time moving provinces to a completely different city and starting to work for a holistic clinic (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I never would have done that before if I wasn't listening to my intuition when it told me to jump And I'm not all for like just quitting everything all the time, but I was able to get more into that line of work, more where I wanted to be and start living that life before I fully had it. So even though I was doing front desk while building my client base, I was still more living that life versus being in corporate, trying to do it on the side, Mm. which I was trying to do for a couple of years, but I just, I was too tired. Didn't have the energy. I was working 55 hours a week in corporate, so it was a good experience though because I needed that for the business aspect but yeah knowing exactly where to go because again if I hadn't listened to my I wouldn't have randomly flew to this other city with a resume and handed it in to someone that I didn't even know walking down the street found this random clinic and got hired the same day
0: incredible and then I found a
1: house two days later (laughs)
0: so good yeah and it's not the yeah. first story I hear about um intuition you know and just doing those things that just listening to that voice and then for things to go that way where it's absolutely you know not something you would expect because it's almost like too easy and too good to be true um so yeah it's not the first time and I think it's a great story and it's really encouraging and I would love I would love to ask you um what how do we make the difference between intuition and just impulsive decisions? Because I feel like sometimes, you know, of course, so intuition is the first voice, right? But that can also mean yeah. that it could be um, an impulsive decision. So how are we not impulsive while still listening, while still listening to our intuition?
1: Well, that's the thing. Most people would have said that I was very impulsive for certain decisions that I made, but it was something that I actually felt in my heart. It wasn't like the next shiny object for me. Like I really sat in my heart space and felt into it and thought, is this the best choice for me? So it wasn't like a technical snap decision. There was a lot of things behind the scenes that had to happen as well. Like I had to, one, get there and figure out what I was doing. But in my heart, that's what was telling me, like, yes. This is when this is what you need to do, essentially. Whereas if it was more of like an impulsive thing, it would have been like all of that communication would have shut off. You know, you would have been in like that fast beta state and you just would have been making like snap decisions without a lot of like thought about it, essentially, if that makes sense, even though in this case, it still didn't make a whole ton of sense for what I was doing but I knew I had to change my life in a way where it matched what I wanted after finding out what that was.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what I hear is impulsive, making impulsive decisions is, is, is it looks more like shiny object syndrome where you jump from thing to thing to thing, and it's not something that you feel in your heart that is really for you. It's more of a Or almost like sometimes fear of missing out, or you know, missing that the train, you know, or, um, yeah, just jumping from thing to thing to thing, and it's not like actually feeling that it's that thing has your name on it.
1: Exactly. Or you're just trying to fill something versus it feeling good, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. At least that's been my experience because I've been very impulsive. In the past as well, <laughs> yeah. But you're just trying to fill something, whereas this is more like going towards a purpose, going towards something that fills your soul essentially, like fuels that, and feels good. Yeah, and it
0: feels good, right? Yeah. It. What if, if? So if something feels, would you say that if something doesn't feel good? Um. So let's say you have like you hear that voice and then, but it doesn't feel good. Is that still
1: your intuition or it has to feel good? Well, it really depends because what is the experiences you've had in the past? Why doesn't it feel good? There's been times where, especially over the last year, I've made so many changes in my life and in business. And at first it felt terrifying and it didn't feel good in the moment because it was a lot of work. But I knew because of the intuitive side that it was some of the work that I had to put in and it wasn't feeling good because I was trying to hold myself back
0: yeah so I guess if it feels like expansion even though it feels maybe terrifying in the moment
1: but if it feels expansive it's it's a go exactly yeah. exactly if it feels very contracting then it's probably not a go or something yeah. you need to look more into yeah I love that I love this so
0: much um it's insane like it's crazy I love I think it's fascinating how our um, mind and intuition and all of this stuff works I'm so fascinated by it and um yeah and now I would love to hear from you um especially for people like me (laughs) um who tend to be more um really like more rational let's say um more left brain in a way so making decisions really like thinking 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 more the masculine way um how do we how can people like me um who have who tend to do this connect more, start to connect more with their intuition.
1: Well, it's interesting because that's the way I used to always be. I was very much in that masculine side of things have to be logical. Things have to be almost linear in a sense, like you do X, Y, Z to get this. And then I started realizing like the biggest thing for me was actually having trust in the outcome and not trying to um, make the outcome, if that makes sense. So trusting more in the first couple of steps versus having to figure out every single step. So having a bit of a structure is definitely helpful, right? So then knowing what the difference between intuition and other things are, but then also that detachment to the outcome and stepping back and letting things actually start to fill in, have the opportunities come in. And just remembering that the more we try to force and create essentially like a ladder of how things should go, the more we can actually start, you know, minimizing the amount of opportunities that might actually show up and present themselves. So having some practices around being more grounded, I should say, and being less in the mind. So even alpha state frequencies, even during your regular day-to-day, listening to alpha state music has been like one of the biggest, most helpful things for me too, because it drops you into that lower brainwave state. And there's nothing wrong with being in beta. That's great. There's certain things where you have to problem solve intuition is not one of them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that.
1: And um, allows your intuition to flourish.
0: Yeah. I love that so much. What are some other practices that women can just, you know, try um, maybe or add to their day to see, to connect more deeply with their intuition, whether they're just starting out, they've never tried this before, or maybe whether they want to go a little bit deeper
1: with how connected Um, to their intuition they are yeah so there's a few different ways Uh, like I mentioned before the alpha state frequency is really helpful but even listening to any sulfagio frequencies but typically 741 hertz is the one for intuition so sitting with it and then even just in your day-to-day being playful with your intuition because the more you make it like work the more you're not going to want to do it So it has to be fun. You can't always use it for just all the serious stuff because if you do that, that's what you're training your mind for and it's not gonna feel fun or expansive at that level. So in normal day-to-day situations, as you go through, ask yourself, what do I see beyond the normal sense? What do I hear beyond the normal sense? What do I feel in this situation? And then you can even keep track at times of things that you come up with. And you'd be amazed in so many situations where intuition is completely dead on about what's happening.
0: Yeah. Like, for example, today, I would say something fun would be, okay, there are, um, let's say, three parking um, uh, places, different places to go and park the car. Um, Where should I go to find a spot?
1: I love (laughs) (laughs) I seriously love that you do this because I do this all the time and my friends make fun of me because I'll say something like okay my intuition like um please get me a spot near the front and almost every single time there's like this most random spot that opens up at the last second so it's funny because it's hilarious and it's fun to play with it in that way but even like if you're going somewhere there's been times where of course, you're not going to know what traffic's doing, even with a GPS. There's been times where accidents have happened and it hasn't updated on the map. But I even ask myself, like, what would be the best route to take if I know that there's more than one? And I just follow my intuition on that. And typically, it'll get me there faster, or I'll avoid some construction, whatever the case may be. Like, I'm always a planner <laughs> mm-hmm. and I always give myself more than enough time. And there's been so many occasions where something has happened along the way randomly and I've been late, which I don't like. So I always ask myself, which is the best route?
0: Yeah, I love that. I, I do that. Um, unfortunately, I I don't drive often on my car. It's more like I ride my bike, because that's what we do in the Netherlands. But um, so I don't actually need a spot. It's not that hard. But today I did that and we found a spot and it was pretty I, I mean, it was you can say like lucky. My mom said, oh, we're so lucky today. And I was like, no, it's <laughs> not luck. Yeah, that's amazing. It's actually not yeah. luck. Um, We found <laughs> three and there were, and they're usually in that parking place. There is none. Cause it's the only one oh, free, okay. like near the city center,
1: like the actual center. Is awesome. Oh, so it, we found three, um, that's amazing. And it's like the same <laughs> here, parking, you can't find ever. Like you have to get there like three hours early before whatever you're doing in order to find a spot. Oh <laughs> so that's why I always play with it because it's so much fun. And even though it may sound ridiculous, like the more you can engage that sense of play, the more fun it becomes. And the more things you start to see change. And it almost pre-paves that confidence into, well, now I can create more with my intuition. I can ask for bigger things. Yeah,
0: and trust it. And also, how do you, why would you say like if for example, someone is um, also like afraid that they're going to, so if, what if it doesn't work? You know, like, what do we do if, you know, let's say today I said, yeah, let's go to that place. And then there was no free spot. So like, what would you say?
1: Well, it's interesting because in those cases, like things aren't always going to completely line up, right? So just keep trying with it and just keep flowing with it. But the other thing would be, instead of saying, oh, I want a spot kind of near here, ask yourself, like, where would the spot actually be? Mm Yeah, yeah. Where is that spot instead of narrowing it down to one specific area?
0: Yeah, so I guess it's more about, yeah, it makes sense. I guess it's more about, you know, Asking for direction and then staying open and flexible though, to different, like different ways that the thing that you want can show up.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Previously, like I've tried using my intuition for many different things, which also leads into the manifestation side, but there's been times where my intuition has said one thing and, or I thought it did anyways, and it didn't actually end up happening until a few days later. So timing on that too is also relative since time is a man-made construct. And I mean, I won't get into that, but Mm -hmm. it's also trusting certain timing and being open and flexible and also not throwing everything out the window the one time it doesn't seem to line up because it's just a series of actually trying and getting into the zone with it. That's going to create that backup of experiences for you. Mm -hmm. So if I like threw everything in, the one time it didn't show up the way that I thought it would, I mean, I would never be where I am now and I wouldn't trust in it nearly as much.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trust. It's something that I teach my clients so much that I had to learn myself because I was someone like super goal orientated and like, if it doesn't happen mm-hmm. this way, and then this, my, in my timeline, it's never gonna happen. You know, it was really like black or white um, yeah. kind of thinking, but and no, I think the more um, we grow, I think over time, uh, you know, the more we, the older we get, <laughs> um, the more, and also as women, I think it's so important to learn how to trust ourselves. And intuition is such a big part of that, because it's, it Totally is. yeah, it's such an important part. Yeah. So what um, is the best way, do you think, um, to mix intuition with logic more? You know, when do you let the rational um, brain come in when you need to make an important decision, for example?
1: Well, I don't think they're separate necessarily. Like, I think they go in pretty cohesively and for intuition versus logic, like, the space for both of them, I think is always held. Mm -hmm. And that isn't in a way where you talk yourself out of certain things that come up, but say I get an intuitive hit on, well, I need to create, you know, say a new series or something like that. Then logically I would plan out, okay, what can I hold right now? Is this like present or is this more in the immediate future or maybe six months down the road? type thing instead of trying to hammer it all out right now so especially if you're in business this can be really helpful to know when this is actually feel like I can commit to it essentially yeah okay so when you get into the pits it doesn't have to be like now 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 (laughs) so your logical mind can help you in a sense it's not that you're trying to narrow things down but it can definitely help guide you into when the next step would make sense for you
0: I love that so much. It's also about about when, you know? Oh, I love that. It makes a lot of sense. And it really helps to not see, again, things black or white. um, Because I think, like, many, many of us sometimes struggle with it, you know? Like, it's either this or that. Like, I'm either intuitive or I use my, like, rational brain logic. I'm either this or that. But no, like, there's so much in between.
1: And we can have both both worlds absolutely and just being open to the possibility that things can come a lot sooner than you think or you might feel ready a lot sooner than you think because even though I may plan out oh hey next month I'm going to create this there's been times where it happened two weeks sooner and I was open and flexible so again bringing that into the mix and that into everything as well and one of the other important aspects to this is to be grounded however that is for you. Some people have grounding mats. I spend a lot of time outside, even though I'm busy with work and have a daughter and all the things, I make as much time as possible to be out in nature, rain, shine, snow, ice, I don't care. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And connecting with the earth. You can also do those grounding meditations as well. But I find when you are in your intuition, and even in the logical mind, it really doesn't matter. Being grounded is super helpful to let things flow, to let things go as well. And for the processing and integration of everything, because it is easy to get more into that logical mind and try to back out of these intuitive concepts. But it's interesting, more grounded you are, the easier it is to actually follow the intuition and the logic at the same time.
0: Yeah, because I guess it also helps, um, you know, keeping your emotions, like regulate your emotions better. So when you have that intuitive hit, but then you're terrified. So first it's fine, like for a second, but then after a second, you feel, oh my goodness, no, this is terrifying. And then it's like, oh, I'm never going to do this because it's terrifying. Instead of going straight to that, never going to do this, it's going to be more, you know, I feel like nature really helps slow down um, our thoughts and then also regulate our emotions so much better. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And also when that emotional, like that big emotional aspect comes up as well, even just sitting there and naming it. Yeah, I am terrified. And then you might have that ego part that's saying, no, we're not going to continue. But then you can say to your ego, thank you for trying to keep me safe, but I'm going to choose this instead. So you still might be terrified and that's okay. It's not saying you have to be like happy and joyous and skipping along into the next phase, whatever that may be but essentially choosing something different and thanking your ego for trying to keep you safe because that's all it's really trying to do. You don't have to like kill it and get rid of the ego side. It does have a purpose. However, you can move past that and still make a different choice, even if you're in that terrified mode.
0: Yeah. And I think many decisions actually, many things that we get intuitively, ideas, um, next steps, uh, anything, I think many many times they are a little bit scary not always terrifying but a little bit scary because I think ultimately at least this has been my experience and also stuff that I hear from other coaches other professionals like you but also women in my community a little bit everywhere sent to me that you know it's almost as if our intuition wanted to make us grow and see and help us evolve so of course it's going to be scary because it's something new and different and doesn't feel familiar so many many times it's going to be something new and different that makes you grow and growth can be painful sometimes you know in many different ways
1: but yeah yeah it definitely stretches you beyond what you are and how I've said this for months and months and months with my clients as well is that Often our intuition is coming from that place of our higher self, knowing from where they already are trying to get you there. Mm-hmm. So there's these fun little concepts that I like to throw in as well, because what if that guidance is coming from that higher self state that already has what you're trying to do or already knows those steps
0: mm-hmm. and it's just
1: lovingly nudging you along the way and it's going to stretch you, it's going to get uncomfortable and that's okay if it's in normal stuff. You know, because there's been times where I've really wanted certain dates or relationships to go somewhere. And my intuition's like, nope, you need to walk away from this person. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And yet I'm like, no, I'm going to keep trying. And then that person kept telling me and showing me his true colors. And my intuition was telling me long before that happened. And I was still ignoring it for a while. Because, you know, you just want to be loved or accepted or whatever the case may be, or, Maybe you have some of that that I used to have. If I can change them or love them, they'll see my value. you know, but the intuition's always there and it'll always show back up. And there's been so many times where I've literally asked my intuition to show me something and it's happened pretty close to when I asked, which is really interesting. There's been times where you know in previous relationships where I knew something wasn't right, but I didn't know what and for some reason I just needed the proof in order to walk away. And so I asked for my intuition to kind of guide me to figure out the truth and it did. Mm. And it was unfortunate and it led to a series of other things, but it allowed me to get out of a situation that would potentially be very dangerous for me.
0: Yeah. And how do you, you said, do you ask your intuition? How do you do that? How does it look like for you?
1: I literally just say it either out loud or in my head. You know, just show me what's happening.
0: Okay. I love that. I really love that because I am a big fan of talking to yourself, almost as if you were another person. Um, Because when we say things out loud, it makes a huge difference. Because when we keep, like, for example, self-talk, right? Negative self-talk, for example, if you said what you were thinking and saying to yourself in your mind if you said that out loud, you would be able to quickly realize how mean that is. And the same with, you know, advice to yourself, it's almost like you're being your own best friend and really giving yourself advice and helping yourself almost as, um, you know, yeah, your best friend is someone who really, really, really loves you. Um, so I, do, I love that Yeah, I really love that, Um, and I think it's important sometimes to talk about how, like, how does it look like? Because so I, I believe um, sometimes it can all feel a little bit sound a little bit a little bit fluffy, you know, intuition because it's not like an object. It's like it's almost like hard to explain. Um, And so I love that you are sharing like such a such concrete examples you know, really like practical.
1: Yeah. So I love that. I like simple things. I like things to be simple. You don't need like a 10 step thing to get into it. You know what I mean? Like for me, the more simple it is, the easier it is to get involved in it. Because if you have something that takes so many steps to do just to hear your intuition or ask it a question, chances are you're not going to do it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No matter how important it is if it's overly complicated most people will just be like yeah okay I'm not doing that (laughs) me included
0: (laughs) yeah no same yeah if it's too complicated it's too hard like life is already like you know busy with things and things happen all the time and this comes up and that comes up. So if we make it complicated for ourselves, it's really hard that we are going to actually follow through and stick to, you know, cultivating our intuition, for example, what would be, um, Oh, I have two questions for you. um, That just, yeah, I'm really, I really would love to know what you think, how, like for women, I think very often, you know, our intuition helps us stay safe. Also because I think for human beings in general, but also, even animals. Um, but I really think um, for women, it, there's almost like a layer where we need to keep ourselves safe and our babies. You know, there's almost like a layer yes. of extra safety because we um, are wired to create life and maybe because we have babies and children to look after. So, yeah, what do you how can we use maybe for women maybe who are, you know, right now in a situation where things where they don't feel like 100% safe how can how can they use their intuition to lead them to something that feels safer and that
1: is best for them or maybe they can change what they're doing like yeah what what would you say okay so you mean for women who are currently in a situation that may not be safe for them
0: yeah who may not be safe or maybe they don't feel yeah. safe um and yeah. maybe- Because of past trauma, and they would like to get to a place where they feel safe because feeling safe for women is so, so, so
1: important. It is. So it's interesting because, up until the last little while, that's essentially how I was operating. I never really felt safe. I can only count on my hand the number of times where I felt safe in an environment or whatever the case may be. And still, in those times, I was able to use my intuition. And I'm trying to think of like an example of what I did essentially, because I should have a ton by now (laughs) from these situations. But I think the biggest thing, if you're not feeling safe is figuring out essentially with your intuition, like, what can I do? Like, what is the next step? Do I have to stay where I'm at or is there another opportunity? than I can utilize because not everyone can. I happen to be lucky in so many different circumstances where I was able to get certain support, but if they're not feeling safe in whichever way, like, do you mean with your intuition or just in life in general? Um, life in general. Yeah. Okay. So again, like the grounding techniques can really help with not feeling safe. Then also figuring out like what the basis is for not feeling safe for the longest time, even though I was out of a dangerous situation with my stalker, I was looking over my shoulder 24 seven. I'd never felt safe anywhere that I went. So during that part, it would have been hard for me to discern if walking on the road would be safe or not. But that's the thing. I kept doing those things because I knew that I would get the warning bells essentially like I knew that it would go off in my mind at some point and I just trusted that. So I think not exposure therapy, that's not what I mean, but hmm, I don't think I have like a really solid answer on that right now. I'm not sure why, <laughs> like I know telling yourself that you're safe after whatever it is has happened is very helpful. But currently in that moment when you're not feeling safe, I think is, you know, connecting with support. Yeah. Connecting with what those feelings of safety would be for you. So for me, it's having that support group, whether it's one friend or two, getting out of whatever that situation is for a short period of time to help recalibrate, you know, if you can. Yeah. 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 I, <laughs> I know about. I know I put you a little bit on the spot. Um no, it's but yeah, <laughs> I, <was,
0: laughs> I know like it was just a question that I would have asked as a listener. And so um, I know a few women in my community also who currently don't feel super safe because of many different reasons. And I think their inner GPS, their intuition can really um, can really help them, you know, to do something that makes them feel safe because we all have different things that make us feel safe it's pretty you know personal what we do so for example to feel safe like for me it's it's nature and it's really my loved ones I'm also like um whether you believe in astrology or not um but I am the typical cancer sign so family 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 like if I don't feel safe I call my mom (laughs) almost like you know, always, or, you know, I really rely on my partner to you for that safety. Um, and I think it's always important because for different reasons, um, it doesn't have to be t- something terrible happening to us, but sometimes we just don't feel safe and we need that safety to stay yeah. in our power as women. Cause otherwise exactly. sometimes we just go to like hyper-masculine or hyper-feminine and it, it just, it, yeah. it throws us completely out of
1: balance. I totally agree because community support, regardless of what it is that you're dealing with, is going to help you feel more centered and finding who those people are. Cause I've had to rely on my intuition to lead me to those people too. Cause for the longest time I didn't have that support either. Mm-hmm. So I really didn't feel safe in my career. I didn't feel safe with, you know, my friendship circle. So it just started with small decisions that I started to make, like, is this what I want, or do I want more loving, caring people? And eventually I started weeding out all the ones that weren't because it actually made space to bring in that actual support system that I needed.
0: Yeah. So important making space. Yes. Yeah. That could be like yeah. another, another episode, like a full episode about making space. <laughs> um, yeah. I just totally. wanted to, Awesome. I just wanted to, um, no, like the last question, um, what are your non-negotiables and it can be around intuition or it can be around, you know, um, being in your, in your feminine flow every day. Um, you know, what, or things that keep you happy, you know, what are your non-negotiables?
1: So my non-negotiables, as I've kind of hinted to is nature for one, that's Mm -hmm. huge. And listening to, like, my alpha state sulfagio frequencies. I don't listen to much other music anymore. (laughs) I have those on quite a bit, even as I sleep. Um, Some other non-negotiables for me is, I guess, structuring my time so that I have more availability to disconnect, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. So not always being, like, caught up on my phone or social media. Like, I have specific set times for things like that that I do. And then my non-negotiable is like when I shut everything off at night, what time I sleep till. And and I know that that can be flexible because I do have a young child. So I always want to make sure I sleep until seven, try to get seven and a half to eight hours of sleep. To me, sleep is important, non-negotiable for me. <laughs> so try and do that the best I can with having a family, as I'm sure a lot of moms, if you're listening, can relate to. But even just alone time. Because regardless of who you are, you might have tons of people, whether you're a parent or not, vying for your time. So having time set aside for yourself, as well as keeping your boundaries strong. Boundaries is not non-negotiable. It doesn't have to be like something always fun. Like <laughs> it can also be the hard things that are your non-negotiables too.
0: Yeah. So boundaries 100%. and
1: knowing what that is and where I spend my time. So every so often I audit myself, where am I spending my time? And is that in full alignment or not? And if it's not, then I change it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that so much. I'm not gonna add anything. I just agree a hundred percent with it. And um, <laughs> I love that I love that we're so similar on so many levels. Yeah. Um and I didn't think that. Um so now I know, and I'm very happy to hear. And um uh, also a cancer. <laughs> oh. Oh, so many things. See, I didn't know. Um, Amazing. So you understand. (laughs) Totally,
1: 100%.
0: (laughs) I love that. It was so fun doing this with you, Cassandra. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. And if you want to share with our listeners where they can find you, I'm going to leave all the links in the show notes. But yeah, just please tell everyone where they can find you and connect with you and how they can work with you if they want to go deeper with your with the intuition or everything else you do because intuition is one small thing that you do. We do so much more.
1: Yeah. So you can just go to my website, CassandraClegg.com. It has all my social links for Facebook, Instagram, TikTok my podcast as well. And it has everything there for if you do want to work with me for just, you know, regular one-on-one sessions, but also my programs and all my details and things like that are on there too. So everything's all there. Perfect. Super simple.
0: Um, Yeah. So it will be in the show notes. Um, Yeah. So thank you so, so much
1: again. Thank you so much, Francesca.
0: So I hope you enjoyed this interview. I absolutely loved talking about intuition with Cassandra and just hearing about her experience and her expertise as well and I just find that it's also something that really is really helpful to just exchange about this stuff with women in our day-to-day life women or other people in general doesn't have to be women but um, especially women I would say because we all have a similar way um, to experience intuition I would say so um, I hope this was helpful and definitely let me know your takeaways from this episode and then yeah just a little reminder to conclude that you can reach out to me you will find my email in the show notes and you can reach out to me if you are interested to join my group program that is called the flow collective starting this month um yeah i hope you have a beautiful day and a beautiful rest of your week and i'll see you soon thank you for listening to this episode of the empower and flow podcast if you love this episode make sure you subscribe to the podcast and leave your rating and review This would help us reach more women and change the way we live and work to experience more growth, flow, and fulfillment. See you in the next episode. Big Hawk, Francesca.